0: today at firstamendmentradio.com
1: specifically about Thy Kingdom Come, which is a chapter in the book, uh, The Covenants of the Gods. Uh, I'm a difficulty here technically in order to start, but uh, I think we'll have to do something completely different. Uh, we, are going to, we always talk about the Kingdom of God here. Uh, we do it in a number of different ways. Uh, and we cover it from a number of different points of view. I was going to do the first chapter of the book Thy Kingdom Come and run through that, but evidently God wants me to do something else, or at least somebody's fooling with the equipment so I can't record it in the way that we normally do. (laughs) Uh, The The world is in a bit of a turmoil right now, and it hasn't even begun to see uh, and experience what seems to be coming around the corner. Everywhere you look, uh, there are economic forecasts of doom and uh, gloom. Uh, I'm sure before we're done, we're going to see uh, more and more people out of work, more and more people who are, are out of work and have been not looking for proper employment uh, of their time, are going to find it even harder to find jobs in the future. Unemployment is running out. Unemployment is going to be unsatisfactory. It's not going to solve the problems of not having work because of the fact that there will be an increased cost of food and shelter and, and a number of other things that are essential to life. Uh, It's not going to be a crash and burn. It's going to be more of a slow burn. There will be uh, severe bumps and grinds. But overall, if you were to look back in history at the time that is now coming upon us, it will be referred to as a slow burn, slow uh, degradation of society into greater and greater difficulties. There But when you're experiencing these uh, hard times, it won't seem that slow to you. It will seem like you will not have enough time to do anything. I mean, the people who have already lost their homes, uh, lost their jobs, uh, the people that are doubling up now uh, at home with their parents, uh, uh, depending on family members and friends to help them stay afloat, it, it wasn't slow to them. It, it, it overcame them rather quickly. Uh, they just didn't have enough time to, to make things work out the way they needed to work out. This is the way it always is in the past. Now, for the Roman Empire to fall, some people say it took 400 years, but there were periods of time, uh, just one generation after Christ, where there were thousands and thousands of people losing their Uh, livelihoods. Almost immediately under Nero there were thousands of people that were suffering under great tragedies caused by the government itself uh, and then blaming it on somebody else, you know, the false flag syndrome that we see throughout history uh, where someone blames uh, other people from the Reichstag to the burning of Nero's Rome. At uh, same time, they were taking the silver out of the uh, silver denarii, uh, which would eventually bring about runaway inflation. Uh, the United States has done the same thing. Everybody's done the same thing. It's amazing. Israel, who thinks they're Israel, have unjust weights and measures in their money, just the same as uh, all the other countries. So they're not any closer to what Moses was talking about than uh, the Norwegians. Uh, or anybody else uh, you might pick. They're actually extremely far away from uh, what Moses was talking about because they went back to the Pharisees and asked the Pharisees what the Torah says and what Hebrew means. And we'll have a book coming out. We already have a pamphlet on this subject uh, concerning the sophistry of sacrifice. But it's staggering to our minds and our thinking to realize how far off we have gotten. Uh, Someone just sent an email on the network, if you're not on the Living Network you should get on it and you should get on it quickly and you should become a part of it, you should pick a personal contact minister on the group because it's a Living Network, it's not a computer terminal. You can't get on the network and then just look up who you want to associate with and who you want to help you and what you need. You have to get onto the network with the intention of helping others. And that means you want to find others and who they are and what they might need. Different attitude entirely. Had somebody on the network just write and talking about... uh, I can maybe even pull up the email here if... uh and I'll, I'll let them remain anonymous. I don't know if there anybody's listening that uh, is on the network that would have seen this because it was very localized email. It just went to a local uh, group. But uh, he talks about someone who's been reading bills that are coming up and it says, uh, uh, according to him, he doesn't quote the wording, so it's difficult to say if anybody's interpreted this correctly. Uh, but... The wording of a bill that, uh, according to the laws that are being passed, uh, is saying that uh, it made it clear that if you are a member or claim affiliation with an incorporated denomination, the religious exemption will not apply to your situation. There is no group to which you must belong. Well, that's that. I I, I can almost guarantee it doesn't say that in the law. Uh, For one thing, he used the phrase incorporated. He used the word denomination in quotes. Uh, But you're talking about administrative law here because incorporation of a church, it brings that church under administrative law. The church established by Jesus Christ is not incorporated in the sense that this term would be used in a law or statute. It is incorporated, but it is the corporation of Christ uh, who is righteous in his generations, who was the lawful king and all power had been given to him. It is the only legitimate corporation under God that exists. Now, there are many corporate states that exist, but these have all gone out of the presence of God. Now, uh, he goes on to say every case is uh, to be weighed on merits of the individual Uh, he says he finds this fascinating well every case before the administrative court (laughs) (laughs) you gotta read these things in context Uh, the church is not of that administrative court in order to be able to say my kingdom is not of your world you have to have a church that is a body not just scattered flock individual Uh, but an actual body of individuals in accord with Christ, not just in accord with each other, uh, but in accord with Christ, and that body of individuals can say, our kingdom is not of your world. It isn't about individuals except before God. It isn't about individuals before the administrative court. If you're already, (laughs) you know, this is what's just astounding, is if the merits of who you are is going to be weighed by that court that you're in front of. You already lost, because they got jurisdiction. (laughs) You have to be a member of the church that's mandatorily accepted from even having to file anything with that court, because it is separate from that court, not exempted, but accepted from that court. If you don't have that body, you're just going to be sliced and diced like any other lost sheep or slick-eared calf. And if you can't see that, there must be a reason why you can't see that. And maybe it's because you're not a part of the body of Christ. Now, what are the signs of being a part of the body of Christ? Being patient, being forgiving, being giving without... Uh, you know, when you give, you give entirely. You don't uh, give and then expect something in return because you get gave, including praise or 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 some kind of special treatment. I mean, we've dealt with that all the time where people want special treatment because they're going to give. And as soon as you let them know that you're not going to give them special treatment, they often stop giving, which is fine because... It's very important that you do not try to hew the stones of your altar and regulate those who you believe is doing Christ's work. If you give to somebody and you think later that they're not doing Christ's work, stop giving to them. But you have no recourse to demand anything back because you gave it away. You have to get... I mean, it's like tossing your bread upon the waters and then wanting a dry loaf back again when... You change your mind that you think maybe you shouldn't have cast your bread upon the waters. You don't get a dry loaf back again because you gave it up entirely. Very basic principle. If your church is not operating that way, then it's probably not a church established by Jesus Christ or blessed by God. Anyway, the email goes on to say, as the system goes through the violence... uh, Throws I see, okay, uh, of its own demise. The ringleaders seem to be giving men of God a map uh, to the exit. If there is a topic to be discussed, and you want to discuss this further. Well, of course, there is a map, but we don't want to use the ringleaders of the world's map. We want to use Christ's map. And, of course, the fact is what I have discovered in reading Thousands and Thousands of Laws is that the ringleaders, or at least their laws on the books, conforms to what Christ has provided us as a map to exit. Come together, bound by faith, hope, and charity, love for one another, uh, that patience, forgiving nature that is Christ. Come together with that intent, according to basic structures of tens, hundreds, and thousands. You can make it twelves. 144s and whatever, you know, 144,000s. You know, I don't care about the math of it, but basically it's people coming together, uh, uh, two or more coming together in his name, in his character, in his way. And uh, then as soon as those two or more come together, they'll want to come together with another two or more. By their nature, they want to come together because they care about someone else besides themselves. They will not be lone wolves. They will not be sheep lost in the wilderness. They will not be doing it as an individual. They will be doing it as a body. And those who claim to be doing it as a body will be judged individually by God, and if they don't do it in accordance to God's way, they will be judged by men. And that's what's so interesting about this email is that... uh, uh, they're talking about the individual claims being judged by the administrative courts of the corporate state. Well, of course they'll be judged by the administrative courts of the corporate state if they are individuals, because if they are individuals, they are not a church. Uh, now, there's a considerable difference between a church and a corporation. This is this is basic day one. Uh, uh, teachings that I have offered out for, and many others have offered out for uh, decades now. The unregistered church people, Peter Kershaw, everybody talks about your church being incorporated into the state. It's it's immediately an entity of the state. So, of course, we know they have administrative jurisdiction over that corporation or denomination. uh, But then they're going to judge the individual as to whether they're uh, separate or not and if they're a member of an incorporated church they're certainly not separate uh, but if the whole purpose of the church established by Jesus Christ was to stand between the gods of the world and other people that's why the ministers of Christ the ones he picked had to care about others more than they cared about themselves they were not lone wolves they were not uh, lost sheep They were finding the lost sheep and bringing them together, binding them by faith, hope, and charity. But they themselves were sticking their heads up and putting themselves in harm's way. Like Peter, who was thrown into prison because he proclaimed, not that he was individually free, (laughs) which to me causes a little bit of a chuckle. Uh, I mean, the only one I see in the Bible that was claiming to be individually free, at the beginning anyway, was Cain! He was going to go out to God and do his own thing. Uh, you know, he was going to be his individual, and then he would gather other people to support him. But, uh, of course, they, he had to offer them all kinds of benefits, and he had to be a, probably a pretty charismatic character. But uh, most people uh, probably will not be as charismatic and will drive everybody away. Uh, because it really requires the character of Christ to come together in the kingdom of Christ. And there are all kinds of rich men out there. They're not just rich men who have lots of money. Uh, There's rich men who have lots of knowledge, uh, maybe skills, and they will lord those skills over other people. And then there'll be people who have a lot of uh, knowledge about law or the Bible, and they'll lord that over people. And then there are people who actually spend night and day trying to facilitate people coming together. And that's what, of course, we've been doing. We've uh, finally let go of those people that were holding us back. We we haven't abandoned them. Uh, we just were not going to lag back on the road to the kingdom of heaven. I just had a call from, a, I'll, I'll mention a, a fellow in Missouri. I won't mention his name. I don't have permission to mention his name. But... He's been thinking that the networking has been very important for a long time. He's wanted to do networking for a long time. But people were, um, he, wasn't, he didn't use the word poo-pooing it. Uh, I can't remember what the word was that he used. Um, uh, I've got the email on but I'm not finding it. But it caused his, him to scratch his head, he says, because he couldn't. He was rebuffed, I think, is the word that he used or talking about it because he says, that, oh, yeah, that was it, uh, rebuff somewhat. Because he was said, oh, you're forcing it. You know, all we're doing with the Living Network is creating a way in which you can, you know, it's like putting in a phone line. Putting in a phone line doesn't force you to call anybody. It's just facilitating it that you can call somebody. So what we've done is we've created a network based on geographical location where you can join that network. And you can do do it in Oregon, you can do it in Colorado, you can do it in Indiana, you can do it in Florida, you can join that network. And people are so used to being apathetic and avaristic that they join the network and they sit there and wonder, well, how do I find what I need? You're not shopping. That's commercial thinking. We're not laying out a smorgasbord of things that you can go and get. Oh, well, I can get this information on how to live uh, without a driver's license or without a social security number or I can go over here and get the job that I need, you know, and we just lay this out. We're not doing that. Uh, you, that's thinking world government where you, they lay out a smorgasbord of bait to get you to come in. No, you come in, you got to care about somebody else. you got to come with the attitude, how can I help somebody here? not, I got a cool thing going here and I want people to join me so that I got more people around me. Uh, because I don't really need people, but I do really need people. That's often what you find is people who say they don't need anybody. They actually are in greater need for people than you can imagine, and, and certainly more than they want to imagine. It's usually the reverse. It's, it's the, you know, the, the guy, the macho guy, he's usually compensating because he's really insecure. He's always trying to prove himself. And it's really because he himself is insecure. Uh, you know, that, that's just not the way it works. If you want to be a part of the Living Network, you got to come with the attitude that I care about somebody else equal to me. If you want to be a minister of the, the kingdom of God established by Christ and receive that appointed kingdom that he gave, he didn't say... Jesus says, everybody run for it individually. He says, I appoint unto you a kingdom. And we call that thing today the church, or a church, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, But it was established by Christ. It was by his appointment. And he appointed certain men. And if you notice, the character of those men is they cared about others. That's what they cared about. They tried to bring others together. And on Pentecost, somebody says, well... Somebody called me this week and said, uh, probably listening to the show, but it was a good question. He said, how'd they handle this? Well, they just sat them all down in pews, and they got one guy up in front, and he yelled at them for an hour and a half about the kingdom of God. And then everybody went home, did their own thing. Well, no, that isn't what they did at all. They form together in congregations of tens, hundreds, and thousands, which is what the book Thy Kingdom Come is all about and explains how this is the most... And, and, I, and I just finished another book, uh, The Higher Liberty. It's not yet out yet. We're still proofreading it. I uh, made dozens of changes last night and reloaded it up about 2 o'clock uh, because people are still reading it, reading it over again. Most of the changes were additions, uh, a little bit of rewording here and there. Uh, to improve the clarity, and I really love that input. Um, now I'm looking for, to the contact ministers. You want, to, you want to read the book now? Well, you can't read the book now. <laughs> your contact ministers can read the book. If you haven't picked a contact minister, you won't even know what's in the book. <laughs> so, <laughs> because if you haven't picked someone to be your personal contact minister to the other people on the network, you haven't plugged into the terminal yet. The Kingdom of God is not a computer terminal. It's a living terminal, and it requires living people to man the connection.'re uh, you, you, we're back we're not going forward into the digital age. We're going backwards to a living operator. Hello, can I help you? Be <laughs> he depend upon the internet in order to create that network. You don't have a job, you want a job? Okay. Get a hold of a contact minister. Tell him what you can do. Share your skills with him. Tell him what you want to help somebody else get a job. Hey, I need somebody to help me here. I need somebody to help me there. Okay, we got people that can maybe do that. We don't have enough, but then, okay, as soon as you're on the network, what is your priority? Let's get more sheep into this network. Sheep that belong to Christ, not sheep that belong to the world. We don't want man need, be Uh, farm sheep who don't know how to stick together. We want rain sheep who go out, put them out on a thousand acres and they'll be shoulder to shoulder. I mean literally touching shoulder to shoulder feeding out there on the desert because they know there's coyotes in the bush. They know there are mountain lions in the rocks. They know that. They don't think about it all the time but they know come together. So that's what these that's what the network is supposed to be manifesting is that spirit of coming together not bound together by agreement but bound together by agreement with the character of christ for christ's sake come together form that network be that kingdom be that government of god because the governments of the world are going to fail you're going to see foreign troops maintaining martial law The only job you're gonna be able to get is to go to a civilian work camp and be redistributed according to their design and need. You're not gonna even be able to get food in the grocery stores unless you got your numbers in order. Uh better come
0: You're listening to FirstAmendmentRadio.com worldwide. Freedom is
2: never free. We need your support today at FirstAmendmentRadio.com. Gold and silver is tremendously undervalued. Global demand vastly exceeds mine supply by more than 60% annually. There is little in the financial world more certain than a coming explosion in the prices of gold and silver. The U.S. dollar continues to lose value and respect as the world's reserve currency. Our nation faces challenges on many fronts, and a day doesn't pass without another economist bringing forth warnings of impending economic calamity. There has never been a better time than right now to acquire physical gold and silver, Discount Gold and Silver Trading was founded on the principles of truth and honesty. We believe in providing a quality product, quality service, and most importantly, competitive pricing. We provide all forms of precious metals, including American gold, silver, platinum, and rare investment and circulated coins. Silver bars, rounds, and 90% silver bags are on hand for the silver investor. Gold self-directed IRAs are available. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188. Toll free, that's 1-800-375-4188. Now
0: listen to me. The Bible says, render unto Caesar that which is Caesar's. I want you to know that a corporation is Caesar. Government takeover of the church. This DVD is the most powerful tool we have for waking up those asleep in the pews. The scripture calls for his people to come out of her. The corporate church is the apostate church, the whore that rides the beast. Get this DVD for a donation of $25 from FirstAmendmentRadio.com. Make copies and give them away to your corporate church friends and loved ones. The truth will make them free. They will watch the DVD, Government Takeover of the Church. Order online today at FirstAmendmentRadio.com or call 559-781-3773. Who will tell them, if not
2: you? If you'd like to get a copy of this program, you may subscribe at firstamendmentradio.com for only $45 a month. And you'll receive an MP3 CD weekly of all of our programs. As a bonus, we'll send you a password for our audio archives online. That's a $15 value. Or you may request any month of any program on one MP3 CD for a minimum donation of only $25. Or any single program on tape, MP3 CD, or CD for only $15. You may do all of this online at FirstAmendmentRadio.com. Just follow the instructions to make a donation or subscribe. You may also adopt an hour of your favorite program. Please don't forget that most of the programs on FirstAmendmentRadio.com are listener-supported. Don't do Internet? Then call 559-781-3773 and we'll be honored to help you. Thank you from all of us here at FirstAmendmentRadio.com.
1: back to Keys of the Kingdom. Uh, we're talking about the Kingdom of God and during the break I figured out what our technical difficulty was. <laughs> we're trying to use the radio program also to put together a series on Thy Kingdom Come and then we'll put that all on MP3 and we'll look up with the book so you can have a walk through with the book to kind of explain and enhance the, the value of the book. Uh, You can download the book for free on the net. Everything we have, you can download for free. Uh, We've got uh, an audio archive there of uh, of, uh, other recordings that we've already made and put up there. We'd like to put up more, but we have to be careful about the amount of bandwidth we use unless we expand our bandwidth. Uh, We've spread this out over a number of servers, uh, which we uh, are paying for so that we get more and more bandwidth. Uh, Keys of the Kingdom, uh, I think it's Keys of the info. Somebody else has put that up. <laughs> and uh, .org, .info, all have tremendous amount of information on how the kingdom worked. Uh, it cannot work unless you care about others more than you care about yourself. I mean, there can, there is absolutely no place in it for vanity. Uh, you have to have the humblest of heart the caring of, uh, of heart um, this, we were inundated with tax protesters people that didn't want to be a part of anything but wanted to be separate no, they, they really did try to come together at times but they had this self in nature to them that they were saving themselves so that's why we don't like to talk about all the bad things coming because all you do is get more survivalists who want to survive themselves what you're looking for is people who care about others as much as they care about themselves, and they are thinking about how can I help others survive, and that's really their motivation. Now, of course, we're a mix in this world of what that is all about. We're we're uh, we have some caring for other people. There's almost nobody doesn't care for anybody, <laughs> but uh, it's about balance. Do you care for others? will lead to caring about yourself. If you do, you can't hardly be offended. You, you really can hardly be offended. People will uh, call you names. You just will not be offended. And you certainly won't be thinking that people are calling you names just when they bring into question some of the actions that you may be doing. You just That will not bother you. It will not upset you. It will not make you angry. It, may not want, it will not make you want to run out of the room. It it will not bother you because you have the character of Christ. They may run out of the room, but you will not run out of the room. Because you are humble. You're not attacked by someone else's opinion. You, You relish the fact that other people have a right to their opinion. Why would it bother you that somebody disagreed with you? It would fascinate you. You disagree? Oh, why? How? What, what do you think? What's bothering you? Maybe I am wrong. Because you've got a humble heart, you know, I could be wrong. I could be wrong in the way I'm doing things. I want to know if I'm wrong. And here's somebody I used to like, uh, and he thinks I'm wrong. What? Let's hear what you had to say. Oh, now you're, you seem to be upset. Okay, well, Uh, I can wait for you to calm down or uh, I can even accept the fact that you're angry and you're shouting and you're using, uh, you know, foul language. I can accept that and I can wait till you calm down enough to make yourself clear. And I want to hear what you have to say because I care about you, even if you're a jerk. I can care about a jerk. I can care about somebody who's impatient. I can care about somebody who's angry. Sure. And you need to be able to. I mean, look at... Jesus Jesus knew he was going to be betrayed by Peter. He still cared about him. He didn't say, OK, Peter, you just give me a hard time the last time. That's it for you. I don't like you anymore. No. He said, I'll pray for you when I know you're betraying me. <laughs> that's the character of Christ. If that isn't your character, you're missing something because you're not going to be a happy camper. You're going to be an unhappy camper because you don't have Christ in you. And, of course, when Peter (laughs) betrayed Christ, he was an unhappy camper until he could forgive himself and come back to the ways of Christ. You know, this is our salvation, Christ not our food stocks, our barns full of goodies, our skills, our knowledge. As long as you keep thinking you're doing it, you're gonna lose it. You know, that was the thing about Job. Job knew. He didn't build it up. Job knew God built it up and used him. And when it was gone, he said, Use me with it gone. Joshua, though he may slave me, I shall serve him. Not God tears down and I build up. What are we thinking? How can we be so far from the character of Christ? Even Christ said, (laughs) it's the Father. It's your faith. He isn't taking credit. He was a humble king we aren't a humble king, we don't know Christ. And of course, we should only be king of our own household. So I say these things so you get the idea that Christ is our salvation, he is our savior. Not just like the corporate churches say it, oh, I accept as my personal savior. I mean, we really do, we take on the character of Christ. Those people sit back in their churches and sing, coveting their neighbor's goods, praying to men who call themselves benefactors but exercise authority, pretending to have a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. But the power thereof is the character of Christ in us. Not using magical names, but actually having the character of Christ in the things that we do in patience, and in love. That is what will save us. An announcement, uh, January 16th in Texas, Houston. They're going to have a meeting, join the network, find out the details. Basically, it's going to be near Pearland, Texas, uh, hosted by Larry. And uh, I'll I'll throw out his phone number if you're in Houston, Texas, 832-746-1660. Hope you got that you didn't get it, join the network and find out more. Also, we're going to be on talk show, but I'm not telling you when. You have to join the network and find out. Uh, also, we'll be having the, the book coming out. Hopefully this week we'll have it finally proofread. Uh, some people are going through it for the first time now. They didn't go through it as we were putting it together over the last couple of weeks because they wanted to go through it fresh. And uh, so they've been giving me lists and so it's constantly being updated. Uh, it's updated three or four times yesterday, uh, so everybody when, who is proofreading it, bring down the, the latest copy. It's not changing vastly, uh, and all the changes aren't uh, corrections. Uh, like I say, sometimes it's additions, it's enhancements, and there is some room for that. And there may, we may even add a few more chapters and pages but uh, it's coming along pretty good. Uh, but there's just a lot of work. It's just night and day work for us. Uh, got to bed at 2.30, up before sunup. Uh, this is the way it works here. Uh, why? Uh, because we know that it is essential that you come together, that you seek the kingdom, that you have a picture of the kingdom. And there are not many, many preachers out there preaching the kingdom of God is at hand. They're preaching that it's coming in the future and that uh, right now there's just church and uh, don't worry about anything. Uh, Jesus will save you. Uh, you don't have to worry about your neighbor. Just keep taking the benefits from the men who call themselves benefactors but exercise authority. Don't pay any attention to the fact that everything they give you they took away from your neighbor. That's okay to covet your neighbor's goods as long as the government gives you the stuff. Uh, this is what they're teaching you. They are the prophets of the beast. That's right. The beast is the one who comes and devours people's houses, devours their 401Ks, devours their wealth, devours the money in their pocket through inflation. They devour, 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 take and take and take. And your churches are saying, bow down to them. They are your king. They are saying, bow down to Nimrod. Serve Nimrod. Don't try to do anything to take care of one another. The... Nimrod is here for that. They are the prophets of the beast. They are mystery Babylon. They are bringing you under a strong delusion. Now, if you're saying, yeah, and you're not joining the network, lots of luck with that. Because <laughs> you don't care enough about the people on the network or the people who haven't found the network to come on it. We're going to try to make some noise here. We're going to try to preach the kingdom. We're trying to get it out to as many people as we possibly can. And the network can help do that. If you're not doing that, if you're still feathering your own nest, you haven't figured out what the kingdom's all about yet. You don't know what the purpose of the church is all about yet. The church is not about you. It's about you being about others. And that means all others, not just the others in your neighborhood on your block. It's a kingdom, not a neighborhood. It's a kingdom, not a congregation. Now, next week, we are going to try to get going on uh, the first uh, chapter of Thy Kingdom Come. Uh... Hopefully we'll get that other radio equipment. We've been looking at it, uh, trying to put together the money uh, to do this, um, uh, because it is going to cost a little bit, and we don't want to buy equipment that's not going to work for us. Uh, We're really serious about this, and time is running out. Uh, The window of opportunity is not a very big window anyway. So we need to start working in a way in which, well, we're going to reach out to more people, larger number of people. You ever look for sheep in the dark? Very hard to find them on the desert, very hard to find them. Even during daylight hours on the desert, you think, oh, you could spot those sheep, you know, you could see for 20 miles. No, (coughs) sheep aren't very tall. (laughs) They get down in a little gully, you can't spot them. You've got to know where they are. you got to look for tracks, and you got to use daylight to do that. And we've got a little bit of daylight left because it's going to get dark. So the more we can create that living network that plugs into living people, uh, and those people can get to know you, and you can get to know them, and they can get to know each other so that they start putting the terminals Together, networking without a digital interface, that's what we're going to need. We're going to need that in place, a network that doesn't depend upon a digital interface. Now, that may still be phone numbers, but eventually there isn't a reason in the world where you can't have no more than 50 miles apart between any network congregation. Now, how you make a net? You tie a knot. Okay? You tie it at certain junction points. String goes across, very flexible, goes across, ties to this knot. Another, ties to knot. Another string ties to that knot. Another string ties to that knot. Another string ties to that knot. And now you've got the beginnings of a network. You're the knot. The contact ministers are the knot. They volunteer to be the knot, to take on the responsibility of being the knot, connecting you to the next Knot. That's the way it works. It's a network. It's a living network. Flexible network. But some people have to give up some t- and some energy and some of their personal resources to be the knot. That's what a network is. And then you start getting more and more of those and you start forming a net. You got four knots, you haven't got a net. You couldn't catch a fish with that. You got 400 knots, now you can catch something. What we're doing now is we're trying to put together that net, but we were preparing that net to throw it on the other side of the boat. We're going to look not for those people who want to get out of the system. Lots of people want to get out of the system. We're not looking for the fish that wants to swim anywhere it wants to swim. We're looking for those who care about others as much as we're looking for those ministers who have patience in them. It's, it's in them. It's part of them. It's not put on on the outside. It's in them. We're looking for those men who are humble. You can't offend them. They're already humble. You can't knock them down by saying words and upset them by saying words. They're already humble. Go ahead, call them make my day. They're the, they're the dirty hairy of the kingdom of God. You you can't upset them. They're already humble. They don't they're not up on a pedestal. They don't want to get up on a pedestal. They want to get down on the floor and wash your feet and tell you you've got dirty feet. We got to get this dirt off. That's what we gotta do. We got to you, do. Because you've been treading where you shouldn't have been treading. You've been walking down paths by yourself where you shouldn't have been. You need to start taking that journey. We had somebody bring a sheep over. They lived ten miles away. They walked the sheep over <laughs> all the way here so they could get it bred by one of our ramps. It was tired when it, got it was a good thing it didn't have a coronary because it's real fat sheep. It's, it's not a range. Well, actually, it is. Actually, it's one of our old sheep, but uh, uh, we'd given it to them years ago for a 4-H project, and they kept it, but it hasn't been living on the range. It's been living in a farm, and it's gotten fat. It's gotten fat and lazy, and our sheep are big, long-legged things. They could travel 10 miles, no problem. This one was... A, been living as a farm flock sheep for a while and traveling 10 miles across the desert just about wore that old girl out. She wasn't used to that kind of travel. We're not used to the kingdom of heaven. We're not used to the ways of the kingdom of heaven. We're still trying to get into the kingdom of heaven, maintaining the ways of the kingdom of the world, which are based on avarice and commercialism. You're not going to shop in the kingdom. You know, look for a good little clique of guys who all agree with you. They agree with you, so they're good guys because they agree with you. No, they're good guys, Christ. And even if they don't agree with Christ, it doesn't bother you because you agree with Christ. You, they can They can sit there and call you names and you just smile because you love them. You don't love them because they love you. Jesus goes into this in a parable that you don't just love them because they love you. You love them because you love. The love that God brings in you's got to go out to others. You can't help it. You're a conduit for His love. If that isn't the kind of love you have, you have the sucking love of the world, then you want others to love you. You want others to agree with you. You want others to do it the way you want it done. Or you don't love them. You don't like them anymore. What is that? That's not love. That's a mutual admiration society. That's, that's Babylon, that's Cain. Cain loves you as long as you play his game. You know what today is in history? We got a little bit of time here. Lots of things happened today in history. There was a guy, William Pitt. There was actually two William Pitts. Was William Pitt the older and William Pitt the younger. But there was William Pitt the younger, who was the British Prime Minister in 1799. You know what he introduced on this day in history? Income tax. He introduced income tax, which was just an income tax to help with the war. Now, they could do that in England because those were subjects. You know, some of the things that they had said some that came out of the Parliament during those times is that the, the King George could impose his tax uh, on anybody within his kingdom except in America. He couldn't impose it on everybody in America. Actually, there were a number of people in America he could have imposed the tax on. But he couldn't impose it on everybody in America because it was a republic. Been a republic since the 1600s. Now, everybody in America wasn't in that republic. It was actually a minority of the people that were in the republic. They actually owned their own land. You have no idea of what your history is all about. Many of the people were not in favor of the American Revolution. The revolution took place long before 1776. The revolution took place when the people started taking responsibility for themselves, started paying for everything in substance, started to a community of people. Now, they had to go to a foreign land in order to do this. They couldn't do it in Holland. They couldn't do it in England. Uh, not successfully. But in the wilderness, they could do it. And the colonial charters allowed them to become free men in America. And they did. But you're not a free man now. You're not a free man because you've gone off and become a wanderer. You're a free man because you've become either a body politic or have a body politic to represent you, which is what Christ set up with the church. A titular representative that could not make treaties for you or bind you into agreements, but was your representative to the rest of the world. It wasn't a group of uh, a scattered flock of individuals running out there saying, we're the sheep of Jesus. They actually had a political body called the church that represented them, an apostolic body with real ambassadors doing something very unique. You can tell an ambassador by the fact that he is bringing people together and standing between the world and those people. You, can, you know it's not an ambassador if he's running around like a sheep in the wilderness saying, "Bah, I'm free. That's not an ambassador to the kingdom of God. That's a guy who's running around like a lost sheep. So what was the income tax in 1799 on this day in history? Two shillings. (laughs) Uh, That's what it was, two shillings. I think that's 10p, what they call or something like that. And he could do that there can't do that in the United States, but you could do it if everybody volunteered and everybody has volunteered and you say, oh, well, I didn't volunteer. My dad got me the number. Well, that's right. Are you righteous in your generations? Do you do what your dad says? Your dad sold you into slavery and you say, no, I'm not going into slavery. Well, you just denounce your dad. You're no longer righteous in your generation. When I explain this to my dad, he says, you're right, but they're not going to like you. My dad was an attorney. <laughs> he knew, but he he passed the gauntlet on to me because he he really this is the this is the the way that he would have gone. He believed in the natural law. He believed in natural rights, and I have stories about that, but not enough time to tell them because uh, there's only five minutes left to the the program. Today in history, Richard Milhouse Nixon was born. Today in history, Joan Baez was born. Today in history. Gypsy Rose Lee was born. What a crowd. Uh, what are you going to do about tomorrow? What are you going to do today? Are you going to join the network? Are you going to seek others? Are you going to try to get us on more and more radio programs uh, as a visitor as a uh, to other hosts? Uh, do you think people want to hear this message? Now, we've got the book, The Covenants of the God, Uh, It tells you the contractual nature of government reach, which was in the news just now before the program, uh, to your church. We've got that kingdom come, the history of the kingdom that God took away, Jesus took away from the Pharisees and appointed to the church because it was a political body, but not like any other political body you know, certainly not like the churches you see today. And it had a purpose, and it had a mission to feed his sheep. And you can only do that if you have the patience and spirit of Christ, which is one that you could flog him. You could nail him to the cross and he'd say, forgive them. They know not what they do. He wouldn't say, I don't like them anymore. He wouldn't say that. That's not Christ speaking. That's, the, that's get ye behind me, Satan. You find yourself speaking like that. You're following the wrong master. Repent. Turn around. It's up to you. It's up to every individual to make those choices, to choose those ways. And if you don't choose...
2: you have been listening to The Keys of the Kingdom with Brother Gregory of His Holy Church. For more information on the educational ministry provided by His Holy Church and Brother Gregory, including services, counseling, lectures, books, and other audio materials,